Welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you once again with another message. And boy, do I have one for you today. I hope all is well. Everything is going well with you and your world. I hope that uh, whatever you're going through, that you know that you can trust God and you can believe God, that God will be there to defend you, to uh, help you, to uh, to get help you through. Uh, I want to let you know that uh, sometimes we have to go through some hard things to see the goodness of God and see God work. Uh, but I want to let you know there's a blueprint, and the blueprint is in the Bible on how to gain victory over your circumstances or everything that's uh, coming at you. So I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that God loves you, that he has a perfect plan for you, that he would never leave you nor forsake you. He would be with you in the fire, the flood, the storm. He's not going to never leave you. So, And I want you to see that, what I said, that God said that he would be with you in circumstances. He didn't say that the circumstances would just disappear. He said that he would be with you in circumstances, that he would be with you in those times that you need him. In other words, so I want to encourage you that with, with that today. And if you're struggling with something today, I want to let you know. We, have, we are not alone, and whatever's on, whatever's on your heart, it matters on God's heart and mind. So whatever you're thinking about, uh, whatever the enemy is trying to show you, uh, God is there for you to help you, and he will help you fight, and he'll fight for you. So I want you to know that you're not alone, that uh, God is on your side. God is wanting to help you. And I got a, a powerful word today. And this word is, uh, we always hear people talk about faith. What is really, what is faith? And how do I uh, activate this faith? Faith. Uh, is there any uh, proof or evidence that faith actually works? We got a whole chapter that in the Bible that talks to us about faith and, and how it works and what it does. And we're going to talk about this uh, faith. What is faith? And what is, why is it so important to have faith? Well, uh, from a personal standpoint, uh, the reason why we have to have faith, because faith makes us see the impossible come to reality. I want you to let you know that uh, if you're struggling today, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind at the same time, that we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and our testimonies. And I want to just talk about this challenge, this 30-day challenge of reading Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that God has the ability to work miracles in our life just because we believe in him and what he said he can do. So before I start this podcast, I would like to pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. I pray, Father, who all will listen to this podcast, Father, that this word would encourage them. What is faith? Because faith is something that unlocks all the mysteries, all the blessings that we are hoping for to come to, come to pass. And faith 
actually pleases you, Father. So, Father, let me uh, share what you put in my heart based upon Hebrews chapter 11 about what is faith. I thank you for the day, Father. I glorify and magnify you. I uplift your name. Father, please bless your people for whatever they stand in need of. If someone needs a job, if someone needs healing, if someone needs to pay their mortgage, pay their car note, buy food for their children. Father, make provisions for your people. In Matthew chapter 6, Father, you declare that if we put our trust and faith in you, and we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which means putting you first, that these type of things that we don't have to worry about. The rest of the people in the world have to worry about that, but not your children who believe in you, Father. Bless your children today who stand in need of you, who are clinging to you. Amen. Well, I'll be reading from the Thompson Change NIV Bible today, and I'll be looking at Hebrews chapter 11, talking about this thing called faith. What is faith? And this chapter tells us what is faith. Now, this is the defi biblical definition, what the Bible says faith is. Starting in verse 1. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Did you hear that? That's, you know, that's, that's the first three verses of that. So now we, we begin this definition of what is faith. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And, you know, and I'm just going to make it simple. Because it always deals with the power of the words that we speak and what we cling to when it talks about the universe was formed by God's command that means it was formed by God's word it wasn't God sat down with a tape measure a hammer, some nails some paint uh, he didn't go chop down no trees and decide he wanted to build a world he spoke it into existence let there be light. You know, he, you know he, he, he worked on it. And he did it in six days. Let there be darkness. And if you want to reference that, you can reference that to Genesis chapter 1. When God spoke by faith and brought into existence. So what that means is that God ultimately showed us how to use our words and make them effective to make them do what they need to do this is what God did he spoke things into existence and we can do the same thing with our faith 
And what I faith is just the same thing like God did. We have to trust in the things that we pray about, the things that we hope God to do. And we can see those things come to pass. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. God loves you. I love you. I want you to send in your prayer requests. I want to be able to pray for you so that we can see our faith together move some mountains. I just want to let you know that you have victory today in the name of Jesus. Nothing can impose you. Nothing can stop you. And in Hebrews chapter 11, it lets us know what faith does and how to use our faith. If faith is just really us speaking our words over our circumstances and trusting that God will bring it to pass. That's what faith is. This is what it says. By faith, Abel offered a good, better sacrifice than Cain. Did by faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offering. And by faith, he still speaks when even through he is dead. In, uh, in the Genesis, Genesis, you know, is the beginning. I'm talking about, and you find out about these two brothers, and they they come when they present their offerings to the Lord. Cain didn't care what he brought. He just he brought he brought whatever he felt like. He grabbed a couple of grapes and went on and and brought it to God. But Abel had a different different spirit. He gave God the best of what he had. And God commended him because he gave him the best. I just want you to know, when you come to God, if, you, if it's in your ability, give God your best. Give him your all. He's worthy of your all. He's worthy of your sacrifice. He's worthy of your giving. I just want to share that with you today. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he was dead. You know, because God commended him. And God told his brother, hey, look what your brother did. But it sparked jealousy. And so Cain killed his brother. And even though he was dead, he, he speaks, you know. In, in Genesis, you know, it says this too about this situation that, uh, you know, when Cain had murdered his brother, he tried to hide it. But God let him know that his blood was crying out through the earth. Because he, people had to realize, uh, you can never be too far from God. And nothing that you do, you can't hide from God. Uh, there's nothing that we can do that God doesn't see. And that's really powerful when you think about that. You got a God, he knows what you're doing, when you're doing it, and how you're doing it, whenever you're doing it. I want y'all to stay encouraged today to know that God is a God of love, a great God, a good God, a loving God, that he has a purpose and a destiny and plan for your life. Let's get back into what is, what is faith and how do we use it and what is the, you know, what is the outcome? 
We got we, we got some testimonies. I told you, I said, the reason I want you to sing your testimonies, and the reason why I'm showing you Hebrews chapter 11, I want you to see that your testimonies helps people because these people share their testimonies. And what we are, what we are, what we are reading right now is, is, is to provoke us to have a testimony to share about this thing called faith and what it does. That's really powerful, isn't it, my brothers and sisters? Let's go. Let's go ahead. And we're going to be in verse number five. But Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Now, Enoch lived such an honorable life. In the Bible, uh, you don't, Enoch is some, someone who's special to God. That God loves him because he's believing in God and just trusting God. He had the measure of true faith. 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 He had the ability to please God. See, that's what your faith does. It says, I want you to see it. It says your faith pleases God. And when you trust God, he knows that you trust him. He knows that you trust him. He knows that you believe in him. And it says that God wouldn't even let Enoch see death because of the relationship. God said, I want you, I want you myself. Come on, come on, come with me. Could you imagine if God just snatched you up off this earth? And they said that people weren't looking for him. They couldn't find him. They didn't know what happened to him. But he pleased God. And we can please God with our faith because guess what? God wants us to believe in the impossible. He wants us to believe that he can perform whatever he wants to perform when he wants to perform it. I want you to know that, that he can perform what you want him to perform because he's God. He can do it. And he wants us to, to believe it in the possible. He wants us to believe that he's working things out for our good. So when you're going through, don't think that you, you know that you, you, you shouldn't go through. You shouldn't have uh, uh, troubles and tribulations and things like that. You know, don't, don't, think, don't think that anyone, uh, you know, just not going to have. We live in a fallen world. I'm going to give you a prime example. In Daniel chapter 6. We read about Daniel and King Darius and how Daniel was the most honorable person in that country at that time. He did look out for the king's best interest. He was a faithful man in prayer. He, didn't, he was just dedicated to God, but dedicated to doing good on earth. He just wasn't pleasing God. He was pleasing the people around him. He's freezing. But guess what? The people around him became jealous of him. So they saw the way to try to destroy him, try to bring him down, try to put him down a notch. And they tried to put him down a notch because he loved God. But guess what? They, it, they didn't prevail. And, and, and Daniel had this faith too. And I'm going to tell you why he had this faith. There was a decree made in Daniel chapter 6 where it says that 
if anybody make petition to anybody other than the king, that they should be thrown in the lion's den. And they were trying to set Daniel up. Daniel knew they was going to set him up. And the reason I was going to set Daniel up because it said he prayed three times a day. That he trusted God. And even though this command was written, he continued to open his window and kneel down and talk to his God. Because he had faith in God. He wasn't, first of all, he didn't know God, what God would do for him. He wasn't worried about going to the lion den. He wasn't worried about those things. He just activated his faith and just continued to do what he normally do, and that was to pray to God. He wasn't gonna let nobody stop him from talking to God, and I don't blame him. Don't let no one stop you from talking to God. Don't let no one stop you from talking to God and trusting God. And see, and this thing called faith in Daniel's life, what it did was, it gave him the victory. It made the king believe in his God because the king didn't believe in Daniel's God. The king had his own God. And, you, and, and the reason why the king had his own God, because guess what? God had gave him authority over so many things. So why would you know, uh, you know, talking about not think that your God is blessing you, but he didn't realize that it was only one God. That's the whole reason Jesus came to make it clear that there was only one God, only one true God. But long story short, it says in Daniel chapter six, it says that the king couldn't sleep. Uh, he was restless. And he encouraged Daniel about his own God. He said, you know, your God gonna save you. And that morning said that this king ran down to where Daniel was at and asked him, Daniel, are you alive? Did your God save you? Let me tell you something. Don't lose sight of what faith can do. When we use faith, we are able to change our circumstances. Uh, I want you to be encouraged today that God loves you, that he has a plan, he has a destiny for your life. Understand, he has a purpose and a plan for your life. Now let's get back to uh, Hebrews chapter 11 because I want you to understand what is faith? Whatever well, is on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and he has a plan and a destiny for your life. Now let's get back into, get back into the heat of this thing. Now this is what your faith does and uh, it says it was commended by God, but let's 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 uh, look at uh, uh, let's go back to verse five. By faith, Enoch was taken from from this life, so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. He just believed God. His faith just, hey, God, hey, I ain't worried about nothing. I think that, I'm going to bring it up again about this Matthew chapter 6 about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness because we know Enoch had to be a man who was a man who sought the kingdom of God because it was, it said it was, he was commended because he pleased God. Now in verse 6, and this is what it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We're going we're gonna to read that probably about two more times until 
it gets into your chandala, it gets into your spirit, it gets into your heart, it gets into your mind. I want you to understand this is how you please God. If you want to know how to activate faith, this is Hebrews 11.6 is what you need to know. You need to know this like your ABCs and your numbers 1 through 10. It goes on to say, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he reward those who earnestly seek him. Now let's look at this. It says this, first, he who comes to God must believe that he exists. Do not let the devil or anyone tell you that God does not exist. God is real. Even though he's invisible, he's real. Do not be deceived. The unseen world is more real than the seen world. I want you to know that today. That you got to have faith. You got to believe that he exists. But not only do you have to believe that he exists, you got to believe that he reward those who earnestly seek him. That means heartfelt. That means uh, anguish. That means pain. That means all that in a nutshell. I want you to get it. What is faith? How to use your faith? How to activate your faith in your life? First of all, you must believe that God exists. That's the whole crooks right there. Because if you don't believe that he exists, how can he help you? How can you come to him? You can't come to him without not realizing that he exists. And let me tell you, like I said, in John chapter 17, Jesus proved it. He says, I come to let the whole world know that you are the one and only true God. So this is how you get your faith to flow on. I'm talking about Hebrews chapter 11 is, is, is a chapter that's just going to edify you. It's going to uplift you. It's going to show you what you need to do and how to activate faith. Then it's going to give you testimonies of people's lives. What is faith? Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He loves you. And if you're having a circumstance, a situation in your life and you need prayer, please send me your prayer request so I can pray with you and see the power of God move in your life because he does, does exist. Now let's go back and let's look at this Hebrews chapter 6 again. I told you we was going to at least do it two or three times until it penetrates your heart. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You can't go to God and just say, oh, God, I need this. Then you Then you stop. No. He said earnestly. Get up in the morning and look for him. Look for him in the afternoon. Look for him in the evening. Look for him before you go to bed. Earnestly seek God. Let him know what's on your heart and mind. Don't be discouraged when you're going through perilous times. Trust him. Know that he's God. He's able to. What is faith? Faith is, first of all, just believing that God exists. Let me tell you, Mark chapter 11, Jesus said, have faith in God. Hebrews 11 says the same thing. 
that for your faith to work, you must believe he exists. First, you got to believe that he's really real. Because people tell you God ain't real, ain't no, ain't no God. Man, this, this, this world just happened. No, this world didn't happen. And we can see it because this is what it says. So when people tell you that the world doesn't exist, you have a foundational scripture right here in Hebrews chapter 11. And it says this, by faith we understand, this is verse 2, that the universe was formed at God's command. So what is seen was not made out of what is visible. This is why the unseen is more real than the seen world. I want you to get it. I want you to understand how this thing, how this thing, how this thing works. You have to believe that God exists. You must earnestly seek him and know that he cares. This is how this thing called faith works. I'm going to say it one more time, then we're going to move on. We're going to go a little bit further because I want, I want you to get it. I want you to know what is faith so that you won't never, never doubt what faith is. First of all, you must believe that he exists. We saw, it in, we saw it in the word. He said, before your faith can work, you got to believe that who you're talking to is really real. You got to believe that what he said will come true in your life. That's, this is what Daniel, Daniel was, Daniel didn't care about them coming against him. He didn't care about none of that stuff. He didn't go, he had the ability in his time to go to the king and say, king, they setting you up, Darius. They trying to get you to come against me. You know I'm your best man. You know I got your best things at heart. But Daniel didn't do that. You know what Daniel did? He opened his window towards Jerusalem. He got on his knees. He was praying for his country. He's praying for his people. He wouldn't let none deter him from seeking God for his people. And guess what? And it came with a challenge. Yeah, it came with a challenge that he could that something could happen to him. He can be thrown in the den with the lions. He didn't know that if this was going to happen or not, but you know what they did? They set the king up, and yeah, I want you to read Daniel chapter 6, because this king was set up, because this king loved Daniel. He knew Daniel had his best interest at heart. But guess what? See, when you're in leadership, you can't be lacking. You have to know those around you and what their, what their true mission is. And, and they set him up. They had him write this decree and they had him say all this stuff about whoever makes petition to any other God besides me. Because guess what? They made, they exalted him. They put in his spirit that, hey, he was something to be worshipped. See, that's what the devil do. The devil get you like that. He get you to make you exalt yourself over God. And so he didn't realize it, that the plan that these people was doing was assassination attempt on Daniel's life. They were trying to kill him. That's what they were trying to do. Point blank, they were trying to kill Daniel. And they was only trying to kill him because he loved God. So sometimes, they said, so sometimes when you think that everybody should love you, they shouldn't love you because you love God because everybody don't love God. And you know, I, you know I tell them, I'm just being honest with you. Everybody don't love God. Because if they did, we wouldn't be in the state that we are in. I just want to encourage you today. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And what is faith? And how do we activate faith? How does faith work? Faith works simply by believing that God exists. And that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Those who believe him when people say that he doesn't exist. And so, 
I'm just excited. I don't mean to be so excited to y'all this morning, but I'm excited about this word. Because what is faith? I'm trying to show you how faith works and how you, how you get to activate God into your life, into your circumstances, into your world. I want you to know this. I want you to know what victory is and how to attain it. And that's how we just have to trust and believe that God has an ultimate plan, an ultimate weapon, an ultimate uh, will, will for our life. So as I said, we know what faith is and we know that it pleases God. Because God said, hey, they trusted me. And see, this is another thing too, another backdrop, you know, in the wilderness, see, they didn't have faith in God. They only believed God when he did something and when he, and when he, if he didn't do it the way they wanted to do, you know what they did? They blamed God. That's why God wanted to get rid of them because they didn't have faith in him. They got a chance to see the miracles. They got a chance to see things that we'll never see in this lifetime. They got to see God do all these wonderful things. But they didn't truly believe that he exists or he cared about them. Because they did, guess what? Do you know they say it's only like an 11-day journey to get out of the wilderness to where God was trying to take them? And they spent 40 years there. They just was going around in circles. That's what they was doing. They were going around in circles. Something that would have took 11 days to get to took 40 years. I don't want that to happen to, to you. I don't want that to happen to, to me. I just want you to know, first of all, if you want to see your faith work, you got to believe God exists. That's it in a nutshell. And then, now, what I like about this Hebrews chapter 11, it's, it's you know, it's, it's meant to give you so much meat. It's, in other words, you know, like I say, this is like uh, having evidence presented before you before a court case. Because now we're about to hear the testimonies what faith did for some of these people and how they use their faith. And just think, we only got to verse 6. This is something that we can talk about for years. What is faith? But God gave us his word. Let's, let's look at verse 7, NIV Bible. It says this. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he, he con condemned the world and became heirs of righteousness that comes by faith. Now, this is, now I want you, I, I, I want you to see this so you can, you can see it and you can realize it. Now, God had felt bad that he had created the earth and that the uh, people We're doing all kind of things, and it, you know, it, and it hurt it God. It hurt it God so much that you know, he regretted that he had made man. But there was this one man on the earth by the name of Noah, and he found favor 
And God said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start over. And what I want you to know, all God needs is one person to be obedient to him, to make his will come pass. And so we know from scriptures in Genesis that there was a great flood over the earth that wiped life out. The only people that were left was Noah and his family. And God used them to start over. And, but Noah had to activate his faith. First of all, he had to believe God, because guess what? It never had rained on earth. So when God tells, told him it's going to rain, and he want him to build an ark, and he want him to, you know, this stuff didn't exist. You know, he, uh, he, he had to seem crazy. And it didn't happen instantly because it took a hundred years. It took time for him to, to, to build this ark and collect these animals that God told him to collect. And uh, First of all, he had to get a, a family. You know, and if you read it, you're going to see that it says that he received three sons. I believe that this is the first set of triplets in the Bible. And everything God does, he does for a purpose. He said, be fruitful and multiply, right? So he gave him three sons, and they had to grow. Then they had to learn. They had to learn. Then they had to learn how to build. They had to help their father. And they had to trust their father. So I want you to know that Noah was an honorable man because his kids believed him. And even when he was running around building his ark, in other words, and people thinking he's crazy, his kids believed in him. But it was by his faith that he believed what God said. This invisible God speaking into reality, telling him his plan that he has. So Noah now did what God said, this ark that God built was designed to be a safe haven for Noah and his family. It was to show, it was to shield him from what was going to happen. This is the type of God that we serve. I want you to know that, that we serve a mighty and powerful God. And the people didn't believe it was going to rain. Noah was testifying to people. People was laughing. Oh, man, what are you talking about, man? Are you going crazy? I want you to know, there are two days that God shook Satan like never before. Because guess what? When the flood came, all the things that the people was doing that Satan had put in their heart and mind to do was swept away. He had no control over that. This is God in control. So that was one of the biggest days that Satan had the encounter. And you know the second biggest day? And you go in the book of Acts and you look at Pentecost. When that mighty rushing wind came in, it said the Holy Spirit fell on that 120 in the upper room. That was another day that shook all of hell. And the reason why it shook hell, 
you know in John, Jesus said, the greater work that I do, you'll be able to do at that moment in time. When the Holy Spirit fell on all those people at one time, guess what? Now God is everywhere. If you understand what the Holy Spirit is, God is everywhere. <clears throat> the Bible says in Peter that the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. It's more of us than it is of him. Because <laughs> God got many of people in the world that love him. And so, yes, we can do greater works than Christ did because we're everywhere and by the working of the Holy Spirit. I just want to encourage you today. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. I want you to know that faith without faith is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe. He's a reward of those that diligently seek you. So whatever you're going through, trust God. Know that God can bring you through. That God has a purpose, a plan, a destiny for your life. He wants to give you victory. He wants you to know that things are working out for your good. I just want you to know that I love you and I'm praying for you. But what is faith? We know what faith is now, and now we're seeing some testimonies. And then we're about to talk about the friend of God. Could you imagine God calling you his friend? Oh, this is my friend, Danny. Hey, Danny, how you doing, man? You know, that's, you know, that's special to me just thinking about that. And, you know, if you have friendships, you know how special friends are. You know what I'm talking about? You know, they're dear to you. In other words, uh, they're the people that you want to talk to. They're the people you want to spend time with. Those are people that uh, when you're going through your trials and tribulation, they are the people that's going to hold your hand. They're going to be the one that's going to call you and say, hey, I hope that you're doing okay. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. I'm wanting God to give you his best and give you his all. This is how that works. This is how that works. I just want you to know that. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He loves you. He wants to do some things for you. I just want you to know that. I want you to be encouraged. This is how this, this faith works, in other words, you know. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just in awe of God. I'm just in awe of God. I want you to be in awe of God, too. It says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he will later receive as an inheritance. He obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in a tent, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking for to the city with the foundation who architect and build his God. By faith, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was unable to become a father because he considered he was unable to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. See, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I gotta stop right here because you have to know about this thing. When God said, Abram, see he was Abram before he became Abraham. He, he got named, hey, let me tell you something, God will give you a name change. 
gotta, you know, take that name off of you and give you something that's greater than you can ever imagine. He said, I will make your name great. In Genesis chapter 12, and what happens is that God, during the course of his, him and his Abram and Abraham relationship, he builds him up till he's able to have that name Abraham. But God had gave him a promise, you know, that he would have a, he would have a family, that he would have a seed, that he would have someone, you know, to leave all these things that God had blessed him with. And so what God did, it took a while for that promise to come to pass. He was already 75 years old when God called him. So don't think that because you're old that God can't use you where you're at. That's a, the, the devil is a lie. But also his wife was old. And God spoke to them that, you know, hey, y'all going to have a child. And, you know, they, they struggled with that, you know. Like I said in one of my podcasts is that, you know, that he ended up having a, a child with Haggai, Ishmael. But God was true to his promise. And remember what I said in Hebrews chapter 6, it says, those who earnestly seek him. Now, he, he's getting ready to fulfill, he's, he's going to fulfill this promise that he promised Abraham. Uh, now, he's, he's old, his wife is old. In other words, just keep it plain and simple. They stopped having sex. They weren't having sex because guess what? You know, they weren't thinking about that at that, that, that time. You know, just sharing that with you. I just want you to know that. And it says, you know, that God came with his angels and he visited, he visited them one day. This is in Genesis 18. Uh, and you'll see that. Well, God is talking to Abraham and Eden with him. That Sarah's in a tent, you know, they just talking and Sarah's in a Paying food and stuff like that. Then God says, "Hey, you know about this time next year, you're gonna have you know you have some." Sarah hears this inside this tent. Now, she doesn't know that that's God. She doesn't know that's God. So, with inside herself, she laughs and say, "Oh, I'm gonna know pleasure." And God said, why you laugh? What I'm saying is truth. In other words, and what God did, I just feel like that he inspired them to have a romantic passion for one another and they revived that love life. And out of that, the promise came. See, sometimes God got to restore some things for the promise to come. But this was all by faith that he believed God. He trusted God and God brought it to pass. So whatever you seeking God for, remember, if you're tarrying in the season, don't be discouraged because don't mean it's not going to happen. It just means that it just ain't God's time. And then let's go back to uh, verse 11. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself were barren, were enabled to become fathers because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came the descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. 
They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on the earth. This is really powerful because, you know, God told Abraham, wherever you stand at, wherever you see, this is I'm giving you. In other words, and he believed that by faith. In other words, you know, he didn't get the, a physical deed. He got it only by the word what God had spoken to him, that this would be his. This would be Isaac. This would be Jacob. You know, they never owned the world. They lived in tents. They moved from one place to the next place. But they believed in their heart that God was faithful to give this to them. And God did give it to them because we, in Exodus, we see this great mass of movement of people moving, you know, uh, in, into the, from to the wilderness to the promised land. And so I just want to encourage you today, whatever you're going through, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And, you know, and I hope that this is edifying to you because I want you to know that God has a plan. And that what is faith? Faith is just mainly believing that God exists and that God cares about whatever you care about. Now, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 uh, is a, it's a chapter up to 40 verses. And, and it just talks about all these testimonies and how these people believed God and they was commended for their faith. I hope this show has been a blessing to you. And I'm praying that everybody will activate their faith today. And the main thing is believing that God exists and that he rewards those that diligently seek him. So as I get ready to close out, I want to tell you that I love you. If you have a prayer request, please send it in so I can pray for you. I'm asking God to bless you. I'm asking God to turn around you. And what is faith? We know faith is believing that God exists, believing that he rewards those who earnestly seek him, those who diligently seek him, those who don't give up in him. And so I wanted to encourage you. I thank you for listening to the show. I'm finished to close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the day, Father. I thank you, Father, for all the people that you have brought into my life, Father. I thank you, Father, that you have been a good God and a righteous God. Father, I love you, and I'm praying to you, and I believe in you, Father. Thanks for being a good God, Father. Thanks for being there for me. Thanks for blessing me today, Father. And I pray that you bless these people, Father. I pray that they activate their faith and that they just believe that you exist and know that you earnestly reward those who look for you, Father. I want to say once again, this is Danny, your host of the You're Not Alone podcast. I hope this message has truly been a blessing to you. I'll be praying for you, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Love you. Bye.